Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the WTF Advice Show for auditors only. This is an auditor-exclusive show. It's been so long since we did it, I couldn't even find the opener I usually do, so it's been a while. Uh, I got sick. You know, just, it was my fault. Basically, it's just my fault. Plain so, we, Helena usually joins us for this, of course, of Stall and Stable, but uh, she couldn't make it tonight, so I asked Joy from the Retired Racehorse Radio Show to join us. Hi, Joy. Hey. And as always, the only one qualified to do this show is Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> and that's loosely. Like, that's like, that's because I went to school. That's loosely. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm going to take this banner off because it'll show, um, it'll show some of her designations. Let me take yeah. this off. Well, I wonder if it shows the anonymous oh, right there. Does it show that? <laughs> no. Okay. So tell us what LCSW and LCADC is. Sure. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and that's the LCSW, as well as a licensed clinical uh, drug and alcohol counselor, which is always appropriate that I'm drinking wine um, when I say so. I'm, I'm certified, <laughs> licensed in those two things. I'm also certified as a trauma professional and an EMDR, um, which is also trauma stuff. So yeah, but they're my two ones that kind of uh, make me make me a professional, make me, you know, qualified. So I go with them. Yeah, she's the only one. We're going to give a disclaimer. She's the only one that's giving you professional answers tonight. Joy and I are just here for fluff. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Joy's at the barn. Hi. So uh, did you just give lessons or what? I just finished lessons. I'll do a quick turnaround. Everyone's finishing their rides oh, out there. Oh, look at that indoor. That's nice. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. So we, we just wrapped up. So it was a good good day. So there's kids around. You won't hear any swearing out of joy. Speaking of which, um, (laughs) this is an adults-only show. That's why it's called WTF. The WTF stands for what you think it does. So um, we highly advise you don't have your children or your parents around for this show. (laughs) Uh, Maybe put your earbuds in and not do it at work either. So (laughs) You've been warned. So what we do in this show, it's been a while, so I feel like there's a lot of auditors that haven't heard it yet. We ask for the questions from auditors that are not horse training related. We let those to the professionals like Jamie and and Jennifer and, you know, uh, Mary and all those people. We're handling the life questions. These are the questions about work, about drama at the barn, about your husband or, yeah, it's mostly husband. Um, And (laughs) those kind of questions. And then we handle those questions. Those are the tough ones that we handle on on the WTF show. So we have a... I didn't have but two this morning, and then I asked for them, and we got like 50 today, so I picked some out, and we're going to start with Amy from Australia. So I'm going to ask the, or read the uh, question here, and then you guys can, can answer it. Sounds good. After quite a few conversations with academic buddies of mine and some not-so-subtle pushing, I'm considering returning to studies to get my Ph.D., Well, good for you. This means reducing my horse time down to hobby level and just having the one horse. I'm I'm absolutely fine with that, but I'm stuck with the gnawing feeling that people in the industry will be like, see, I told you so. She couldn't hack it as a professional, blah, blah, blah. She sucks. I know I shouldn't care, but I do. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't care as much. You shouldn't care. I, I, I love that question. <laughs> I really do. It's like such a good one. 
Well, because it's such a question I think we think in the world right we have right now with social media, right? Because say mm-hmm. what twenty years ago, if we went and studied, they'd be like, "Oh, where she had the shows," you know, people with word of mouth would say, "Oh, she's studying this that." Now, if you don't see yourself on social media and like, what is going on? What is she doing? You know, I thought she was professional. Yada yada yada. So I had to take a break at one time to get my master's. So I had to go from competing all the time and being invested in as I dry dressage um, to taking a back seat. And it was hard because I saw my competitors win all this stuff. I saw my you know, teammates, you know, go out to shows. I'm like, oh, I'm missing it. But in the end, you know, we're getting our higher degrees to what? Feed the horses, right? <laughs> to get more horses, to get mm-hmm. us more horse stuff, right? So in the end, it's worth it. In the end, people actually who care don't care, right? Like, and they're rooting for you to get your PhD. They're rooting for you to be a better, you know, person overall because, Horses really should be our hobby first and foremost. They should be our love and we should be connected to them. And that was the thing too. I needed a timeout to reconnect to my horse because it's, sometimes when you're showing and you're in that profession, you forget what is the love of riding, you know? And I think it's actually going to be a good thing, even though you'll see it on social media and there will always be that, you know, bird rails are like, oh, well, she, you know, it's probably not going to be that, you know, do this anymore or be this. It's not going to matter. Like you're going to have an education, you're going to have a PhD, which is amazing. And you're still going to have a love of horses and still not, they're not going anywhere. You'll still become a professional. I agree with that, Nikki. I'm like, mm-hmm. anytime I, I'm going through it myself right now where I haven't shown in a very long time, my horse just needed some time off. I was going through life changes. I wasn't in a mindset. So it's just never quite evaluated. And I don't know. It's social media, I think gives us fake pressure for us mm-hmm. to always be competing, always getting the blue, always, you know, progressing at this super unrealistic fast level and no one's enjoying the journey anymore. And I think Absolutely. at the end of the day, it's like, you have your own life, Amy, you need to live your life for you, achieve your goals. Your horses are still there. You're doing what's best for them and yourself. Who cares what anyone says? Like, screw them. Fluff off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is what are they saying? She's from Australia. There has to be an Australian saying, right? Like, yeah. it's like I don't know. What, what is it? I used that? to date. I used to date one. I think it was like stuff stuff off or something like that. It was like stuff off. off. I remember that video. That was a big one. <laughs> <laughs> if I've offended anyone, um, please blame my ex boyfriend. I'll send you his email. <laughs> or Jennifer, or Jennifer at yeah, Either one. Either one. Send it to me. Uh, you know, ex, this so. one's tough for me because I been in the public eye, quote unquote, for so long that you have to get over this. You just have to because it you can't you because we are I mean, especially Jamie and I, you know, we're 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 out there all the time. So and we can't we you have to stop caring what other people think mm-hmm. or you can't survive. I mean, mm-hmm. because we go through that all the time, you know, and mm-hmm. we you know we don't get a lot of hate mail. We get some um but you just can't. and Joy, you've seen that a little bit now doing the show too. You mm-hmm. you just have to put it aside because you can't. We don't. We do the show, yeah, for you guys. We do it for the auditors. We do it for the super fans. We do it for the people that listen. But mostly, we're doing it because we like doing it with each other. You know, we like mm-hmm. doing the show, and that's why we do it. You know, this morning's show is a perfect example of that. I mean, you can tell we've worked together for a long time because I just couldn't stop laughing, and I shouldn't have been laughing. So. Um, but you just, I think that's why it's tougher for us. Uh, my answer would be uh, just, you've got to get over it because life is going to deal you a hundred of these. Mm-hmm. And, and you just, you got to do what's good for you. 
how many cliches did we put in our answers there? About a hundred. Oh, I know. Yeah, all the bunk- <laughs> are they cliches or are they fact, Glenn? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. That they're, they're factual like, there's some, cliches. There's always some truth to the cliche. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we need a T-shirt. We only speak in factual cliches. <laughs> but it is hard. You're going to sit in a classroom and it's going to be a beautiful day out, and you're like, "Son of a bitch!" Like, <laughs> like, and I used to write to my my teammates. I'm like, "This beautiful day is brought to you by me, who's sitting inside in the classroom." Bored as hell. Yes. <laughs> so, Somebody just I, posted. I, we can't see who the users are because it yeah. just says Facebook user. But uh, somebody just posted. Oh my god! I clicked on this one without thinking. I'm hosting an event in the chapel right now. Yeah, I'm not chapel appropriate. No, chapel or church not, or like, synagogue or mosque uh, or. I'm like the last time I was actually in a church was my my uh, nephew's um, baptism, and yeah, I. Just short got kicked, almost got kicked. Hey, look, I put a bird in the altar out back, so I'm I'm going to hell. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I went to a Lutheran college and legit got called in by the campus pastor and asked why I'm such a heathen. (laughs) Okay, and I was like, "Am I a heathen or are you jealous?" (laughs) Claire says. I moved back to my home state after being away for 15 years. I grew up here and had the same group of friends for 20 plus years. But I wasn't great at keeping in touch other than sporadic messages and infrequent meetups when I was home visiting. Now that I'm here, it would be nice to revisit those friendships, but I feel guilty about not keeping in touch. Ooh, I moved 15 times in the last 20 years. I can talk about this one. How, how, how is it? How is an introverted person racked with anxiety and guilt supposed to do this? I feel like the answer is just do it, but I need some help getting to that next step. Well, this is what I would answer. Can I answer this one first? Because yeah. I do feel like I've qualified in this one. Yeah. Um, I'm the king at not getting back to people. They won't have noticed. I hate to burst your bubble, but they won't care because they, they're just going to be happy to hear from you again. You know, they're not people. We think that people are sitting around thinking about us all the time, right? They're, they have, they probably haven't thought about the fact that you haven't talked to them in a long time. Now, when you get back in touch with them, they're going to be like, oh, I haven't talked to them in a while. Wow, it's good to hear from you again because they're just excited. So that's all in your head. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and what's great is we have like these like little computers. So all you do is you text out a nice little message to everybody. You cut and paste, and so you send them <laughs> all there. So you yeah. have it really written. And that's send them a form people. letter. Well, yeah. yeah, it's like a form text, right? And you're like, you're going to send the same text to the people. But like, hi, you haven't heard from me in a while. Back in town, you know, really would love to catch up. Hope to hear from you soon. Hope everything's well. It's very short, very sweet. The people who really want to get in hold of you will text you right back or text you within a day or so. The people who are kind of like, man, I'm, I, I can't be bothered. And you kind of, you know, that you've fallen off. That's how you kind of know. I mean, well, you don't want to really be friends with them at this point anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. back in the day, we had to like speed dial people. Now we just text or email and see, see what happens. And, you know, it is. It's hard. And like Glenn says, sometimes people, you know, think like, oh, whatever happened to her. Sometimes people are like, oh, I totally didn't realize it's been 15 years. Because <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're living their lives there? too and they're busy. Yeah. That's the other right. thing we think we forget that they're do- They're as busy Everyone's as you are. just as busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so yes. true. I mean, we teach this in, in my full-time muggle job, honestly. We call it the thinking of you. Of how do you reach out to someone that it's been a long stretch of time? 
And we're constantly telling the first thing is it's okay to acknowledge it's been a long time. Like no one's mm-hmm. sitting there like I've been counting the seconds since you reached out to me, Claire. Like no one's doing that. I promise you no one's doing that. So it's okay to acknowledge like, Hey, it's been a while since we've chatted and then bring something forward to the table. Like I'd love to go to that coffee shop sometime that we used to go to, or I saw this article and I thought of you or whatever it might be, but like start the conversation. It can be super simple, super easy. You know, ask them about mostly some of them might be horse people as well. Ask them mm-hmm. how their horse was doing, like, or what have you been doing? Are you still riding? Whatever it might be, they'll be so excited to hear from you. And if they're not, fluff off. At the yeah, end of the day, fluff off. Gonna, like, yeah. Fluff <laughs> it's going to be Joy's answer to everything. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off, pound sand. You know, it is. It's like, then that they're not meant to be in your space, right? Like, then, mm-hmm. you know, it's they've gone on a different path than you. Yeah. So, so too. yeah, one of our auditors <laughs> said, uh, as someone who has lived 24 different places, nobody cares if you lose touch for a while. Life happens. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And I just use the trick. I look down their Facebook page at the recent post. I find something that would be interesting. And I just write them a note and said, hey, it just I just saw your post and it reminded me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then conversations going and it doesn't matter what the post is. Right. It could be about what they had for breakfast. You know, it, I just saw your post and it reminded me. You know, and then then your conversation's going, and nobody cares. Right. You're a, this was an easy one, Claire. So yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> fun one. So Claire, you had the answer. Just do it. No, you'll be fine. It'll yeah. be okay. It even as could, simple as hey, it's Claire. How the hell are you? Yeah. That's I mean, that's be one sentence. <laughs> Joy's is going to be fluff off. Mine's just going to be hey, no one cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chantel asked this one. How do I give an employee review to someone super sensitive that I'm not super impressed with their performance? <laughs> I think Joy can answer this one. I this, literally been, do this one daily. <laughs> yes, I know. This person definitely has room to grow, but has never taken that information and used it. This is the first year this person has been in my department. Prior to my department, this person has been in three other departments. Well, that you were just the last straw. <laughs> yeah. <point>. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Joy, I can't tell that's the <laughs> Yes, I'll take it. Sorry, my kids were waving goodbye. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, this is one we we actually run a course for in my job. It's called uh, The Art and Science of Giving and Receiving Feedback. And feedback, we always say, is a gift, and it needs to come from a place of generosity. I think a lot of people think of it as a correction tool, and we wait too long to offer feedback when it should be continuous culture of it. So I would look at this and think not from an emotional standpoint, because you're probably quite frustrated with this person, Chantal. I can only imagine um, for you to have to write into this show to ask that question. You're quite frustrated. (laughs) (laughs) So I would look at it as an opportunity to start a dialogue with them and looking at it as how can I help this person as opposed to how do I get this person to understand my frustration? And Nikki, I'd be curious to hear what you say as well with that. But try to create conversation knowing they're sensitive. I'd probably start it along the lines of, I've seen you've really been improving in this area, or I love the way you interact with the kids on this, something there. But say, here are my expectations as well. So setting a standard up front and communicating that in a kind manner and asking, how can I help you get there and offering support? It's always tough. They're probably going to get emotional. They may even get defensive, but just constantly reminding them of, I want to see you succeed. I just need you to tell me to how you get there. 
Yeah, you're, I totally agree, Joy. And it is hard because when you have employees that you know are going to either be combative or be sensitive or not really try to hear you, it is coming in place of, you know, I always say like a place of, like you said, generosity, love or mm-hmm. uh, understanding, right? Because they, there's something going on, right? There's something they're not, they're not understanding. And find out, I always say, is, how can I help you? How, what are the barriers that, are that you can't really get over that I can help you take down because what is getting you from not going from point A to point B? Like what, what has been your struggle and how can I facilitate you working towards that? It is. And it's sometimes hard because sometimes you can even say that and even come in a nice way. And it's still kind of like, okay, they'll yes you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they, they kind of do their own thing. I do not always document too, because it's kind of like mm-hmm. people also say, okay, on this day, we talked about, these were our goals, just like a client. These are your treatment goals. And let's see how you've done in like 90 days. Okay, you did better with like presenting to kids and, you know, you did better, but you're still struggling to be on time for work. So like, how can we make that happen? And, you know, like, how can we change that? Like, and sometimes people just can't change. And then sometimes it becomes where the bigger conversation has to Then happen. you tell them. Mm-hmm. To yeah. fluff, fluff off. off. <laughs> you fluff off. Well, actually, don't, don't do that one in this situation, maybe. Don't, don't do that one. But, no. you know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard being like, you know, being in charge. I've done so. I, I finally uh, been in charge for a long time. I'm no longer in charge because I quit my job and I just do my private practice now. So I'm only in charge of me. But that was the biggest struggle is managing people, right? Managing the person. Mm-hmm. He's not managing people, managing personalities. Um, so some people take the criticism great and they're like, cool, we'll do, you know, make the changes some. All of a sudden you have a box of tissues, you're hearing about their family story. Like you're just like, I just want you to be on time. I just want you to get up, come in the door, <laughs> be in your desk at nine yes. o'clock. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> well, I think that was a good answer, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Joy's good. Maureen? I work for Joy. She's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Except when I, she's telling people to fluff off. Fluff off. Fluff off. Like, you know, how, how do you even get mad at that? How do you even get mad at that? Like, you're going to giggle a little on the inside. Let's be real. It's a tactic. Joy's even sweet when she tells you to fluff yeah. off. I would be yeah. like, okay, I'll fluff off. Yeah, you feel my good about yourself. I actually talked about an episode of Retired Resource Radio where my kids were the only ones who were like, you're mean, Miss Joy. I was like, thank you. Finally, someone said it. <laughs> I've been working so hard to be said. Like, it was great. <laughs> well, you're going to love this next one then. Talk about coworkers and being mean. Loreen sent this one in. Uh, my coworker and I have been having problems with a third coworker. I feel like all of us have been here too. She doesn't always do what she's supposed to do and slacks off. Then we have to do the work ourselves. My coworker has been trying to force her into doing what she is supposed to do. But now when she walks past our desk, she started calling us a bitch. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to confront her, but my husband says I shouldn't. What do you think? P.S. I'm not one to tattletale and run to the bosses. I usually like to handle these things on my own. Go to HR today because yeah. this is not getting better. <laughs> no. I mean, just like she sounds like a hormonal mare if she's going to stop yeah. by and pin her ears at you. It's just... Uh, this is not bakers and muffins and hope that she's going to handle it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, think, I agree with glad. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, yeah, not just go to HR, but that sounds like a management issue too. Like because the boss or whoever supervisor is, should be knowing that she's not doing the work. So 
it shouldn't be up to you and your coworker to address her. It should be up to her supervisor addressing. Uh, yeah, that I, I actually think it's a yeah. mistake for the fellow employee to address those situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because then it just she gets this woman. She's calling you a bitch already. She's going to get mm-hmm. defensive and combative. Uh, and and but I would do it with your coworker. Two is better than one in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That makes it a little more. It's not just you know a pissing match between the no. two of them. You know now it's yeah. a pissing match between the three of them, but. You're going to tend to want to believe two people. So. Yeah. And document stuff. Like, really yeah. keep a timeline of things, because if it's the first time they've heard something, they might just do a slap on the wrist. It could cause more retaliation, and that's okay. Just keep documenting it and keep communicating. It doesn't make you weak or a tattletale. Like, that. that's all preschool stuff. Like, in the adult yeah. world, these are people who have a job for a reason to manage that. She does live in New Jersey, though, so... Uh, there mean, is the well, problem listen, of you're violence. Not a, you're not at Trader Joe's, like <laughs> arguing over how to get a sale. Like this is yeah. this is like Marine. You got to go a little Central Jersey. You got to get. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm South Jersey. I don't have the accent like Lorraine has. Like Lorraine has the central yeah. North Jersey. So yeah, because yeah, it's gonna get a little soprano soon. I feel it. It's gonna somebody's gonna end up. Well, <laughs> somebody did yeah. put in the comments. Unless she's connected, then don't do any of this. Don't just run. Quit your job. Lorraine's yeah, probably like connected. If... <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. She does sound like she's connected though. When you think, yeah. of it. I know. So what are we going to tell her, Joy? What are we going to tell her? Go to HR, not fluff off. Don't (laughs) fluff off this time. No, that's not her job this time around. Next one, maybe. Next one. Okay. Well, let's find out what Taylor's going to (laughs) do. Taylor said, uh, my boyfriend wants to build our horse stalls by hand. By hand. All by ourselves. How the heck do I convince him not to do that and hire someone instead? He thinks he can do everything himself. Okay, I'm going to let you guys comment, and then I'm going to comment as America's horse husband. So I'm going to think outside the box and say you should let him do it, and then like film it for TikToks and make money off of it because <laughs> this shit's going to go wrong. Like you know it is, but you possibly can make money off this adventure. <laughs> because that's what I do. You like here, prove it, buddy, and I'm just going to video the whole chronicle. <laughs> this is a childhood trigger question for me. I got to admit it. <laughs> oh, we have a loose horse. That's exciting. <laughs> um, sorry, team. <laughs> Every show has a loose horse. Every show has a loose horse. So my dad, being the all-American man that he is, had the bright idea that we would build 15 horse stalls in two weeks without hiring anyone. And guess who was the slave labor for that? This girl right here. But you're so buff now. because of I was seven. <laughs> <laughs> In this country, that'd be slave labor. That'd be child yes. labor. <laughs> and I, I, ha- I can't even tell you how many splinters that I got. And I'm like, we're doing like double panel woods because we had young Arabs and some studs who like to kick through the walls. I mean, there was nothing getting through this wood. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was just me and my dad in the summer building it. So here's what I'd like to propose to your boyfriend. Ask him how much time he really has. Like really make him write down his life for a week and then ask him where he's fitting in these stalls. Then you give him his timeline and then you bring up all the horrible things that it comes with building stalls. Like it's not just a fun trip to Lowe's where you really feel your testosterone running through you. Like it's going to be some bullshit. It's going to be things don't line up right. You didn't measure something right. Nails don't want to go through the wood. You don't know how to drill properly. Your drill bits broke. It's hot as hell. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's bees everywhere. There's spiders everywhere. A raccoon takes your shit. Like lots of things yeah. happen and it's just not <laughs> worth it. It's just don't do it. And it's expensive when someone All else right. gets paid for that. I'm going to give my opinion as America's horse husband. <laughs> Having been in this situation, <laughs> I think you should let him do it. Ugh. And video and, uh, it. please. I think you should it. let him do it, and I think you should help. <laughs> and the reason I do is no. I think every couple, bef- before they get married, should have to build a stall together. No, because it's, a, that, it's an Ikea no. project, Glenn. Why are you doing this this point? Because <laughs> it's going to really determine whether you want to get married. He's going to determine whether he wants to marry you because of what a pain in the ass you are during the stall building process. And you're going to determine whether you want to marry him. So I think that every couple should have to build stalls together. You're going to learn. You guys are going to grow together. One it's going to be a die. wonderful experience. One of you might have been your dad. We did it. It was. T- it turned out fine. Therapy. We've been married 34 years. It's all good. Build the stalls and help him. Don't bitch about it. You guys you whine guys when we like don't help, and then you whine when we do well. Help. It's just both. I like make how up you your minds. I like how you in do well as if uh-huh. you know we're not acknowledging when you don't do well. <laughs> well, that's when they break up. Then it's over, and he doesn't have to put up with your crap anymore. So there. <laughs> By the way. Fluff off. Fluff off. off. Oh, no. No stall building. No. No. Build those stalls. Grow together. Arguments of like learning how to clean the stalls. Like that's where the arguments need to come. Oh, we still fight. I still do it wrong. After 34 years, I'm still doing it wrong. So you never learn to clean the stall to please you, wimp. You never do. Kimberly has an interesting one. Um, so basically, it's, it's kind of long, so I'll just make it short. Her son's in a band. He has this van, and he fixed up the van. He made it into wood panels, vintage shag carpet, <laughs> vintage fabric for the curtains. This is a grunge band from, or a van from the 60s. Her son sounds you know? cool. Yeah. <laughs> but then the idiot turned around and rented it to another band to use on their tour. First of all, I rented my van to a band. Just as wrong right there in that one sentence, right? Well, as you would expect, it all went wrong. (laughs) Um, Not only did they wreck it, they wrecked it into a sheriff's car while he had somebody pulled over on the highway. And it gets worse. They wrecked it into the back of a canine sheriff's car with a canine in the car. And the sheriff had to, I read the news article, the sheriff had to (gasps) jump over the railing to not get killed. Oh, you want to hear what else? The driver's insurance lapsed last month. Mm -mm. We don't have any advice here. Just don't rent your van to somebody in a band. That's my advice. Perfect. Have them both go build stalls for, who was it? (laughs) Kimberly. For Taylor. Raber, you can go. That's it. We showed the biggest day together, the boyfriend and girlfriend, and we have two people who need to build stalls. One to get out the anger and one to pay back the debt. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I, these people may go to jail. I don't know. You know that's I, uh, crazy. I don't have any advice for that. That's outside my pay grade. Although she did have a different um, question that we yeah. might be able to answer. Yeah. And I, I happen to know him. I happen to know the husband. How do I get my husband to stop yelling at me? <laughs> I know he's frustrated. I am just as concerned, but trying not to borrow trouble. My son said it. 
My son said it looked like I wrote the article as the dog is the first thing mentioned in the article, the news article. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, uh, I, I guess it sounds like he's blaming her. Well, I think he's using her as a sounding board because yeah. she's angry. And he has, she's the one that's there, right? So, that's what happens sometimes. When we get angry at either the kids or angry at their boss or somebody else. We use our spouse as a sounding board to yell and to berate. And it's not fair. It's not appropriate. It's not healthy. So, I think it's okay to say to him, be like, I know you're upset. I know you're angry. I'm angry, too. But you continuing to yell at me, to vent to me is not helping the situation. And it's actually hurting me. It's hurting the way you're talking to me. It's hurting our relationship. We both have a son that could have been killed. We have a son that has and is a lot of trouble. Like we need to, to bond together. You know, let's get our anger out today. Let's get our anger. However else we can yell today, but that's it. We have to focus on our son and have it, you know, try to clean this mess up. Right. And not worry about, you know, whose fault it is. And the son wasn't in the car. He rented it to a different band. Yeah. So, oh my God. So I mean, they're, they're also concerned about a lawsuit back to them right, as yeah. the owners of the car. You know, the insurance, I don't know what insurance does in that case. Now, to be I, fair, there is a business where it's kind of like Airbnb in your car. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he did that. It would have been smarter if he did that because then it yeah. falls back on that company. Yeah. But so the problem done. with insurance, I know I know you're an insurance business, but I'm probably guessing they're going to go over the, after the homeowners if there's a lawsuit because if he didn't have car insurance. They no, the go. driver didn't yeah. have car insurance. They had car insurance, but the people he lent it to didn't have car insurance. Right. So whoever, yeah, yeah they go for whatever. They're going to go after the insurance, and you're the one with yeah. insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, somebody asked, did the dog live? Yes, the canine uh, police dog <laughs> nice. did live. A little shaken up and apparently needs some psychological therapy, so we're going to send them to Nikki. <laughs> yeah. <Or>, Absolutely. <laughs> apparently, the policeman did, too, because, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like... Holy crap! Oh. That's like something out of like one of those like um like movies like uh like yes. super troopers or like. <laughs> and the whole front of the van was smashed in. They hit hard. Oh, like, Summer He's, sent this I mean, one in. Oh. Get hurt. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. I would not probably have done this story had the dog died. So <laughs> we're all good. Yeah. Um, Summer sent this one in. All of my husband's friends were work people. His job went up in the metaphorical <laughs> flames recently, or, or literal flames, I guess. Uh, how can I help him get back out there to renew old friendships and make new friends? Nagging is not effective, and he's either a lump on the couch or grumping at me because the horses in my own job take time. Mm. Oh, this is mm. tough, because we've all been fired or let go, and it just sucks for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki, do you want to take this one for a Yeah, and I think... Yeah, when it, you've been fired or the job like explodes or even when sometimes you quit, you know, you resign and then you had these friendships you thought were friends and they're not there anymore. And you go through a grieving process and that's going to be hard because part of it is not forcing him to go out there, but letting him grieve. And he probably should seek a therapist like just to talk about the loss of the job or the loss of the friends in a job or what has happened because job a lot of times go with the identity of us, right? We're like, this is our like perfect example i'm a therapist it's my job it's also who i am and you know if that went up in smoke like where do i go from here so especially if he was like loved his job love the people there it's a huge loss and he's he's got to grieve but he also has to understand like life goes on and that the horses in your job you know it shouldn't he can't be angry at you for your job but it sounds like he really is going through grief and loss do you ever been let go not in a traditional way. Yeah. Um, 
I, I was more or less told like you can stay until you find something else. Like it was a very strong hint that they did not <laughs> yeah, want that, me anymore. That's let go. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so fluff I, off. <laughs> but but I definitely moved and I've had life changes where mm-hmm. I mean recently I, I moved back to this side of the state and there's some old friends and I also in in a new city where I didn't have any friends. And it, it was a bit of a grieving time. I had a break of my routine and uh, it's an adjustment. It took a little bit. I had some anxiety. I did seek um, a therapist during my time, and I found it really helpful. My partner was really supportive. Um, I I do agree with you, Nikki. That's like self reflection. That he's not purposely like mad at you for having your horses or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. he's going through his grief. He's you know, projecting his feelings on you because he wants to be out doing things. He wants to be mm-hmm. having a life, but he still feels stuck. I think being supportive and asking him on occasion of like, is there anything like, you want to try or like yeah. think about different conversations? Maybe he's really wanted to try martial arts or yoga or try a new restaurant. Like you take him out on a couple things and just slowly get him comfortable in his new routine. And then you can start encouraging him to like explore like, hey, there's this party coming up with these friends and helping him introduce to people. It's a little heavy lift on you if you can do it, but it, it really can help and make a difference in helping him cope with this new life change. I, he's basically depressed. That's what happens yeah. in those situations. You get depressed. And when you're depressed, mm-hmm. you want to lay on the couch and not do anything and blame the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's just what we do, right, when we're depressed. And and you're right. I love Joy. If if there's a hobby or something yeah. that he did before that he could pick up again, that's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard, too, because we do think our work friends, because you see them every day, mm-hmm. are lifelong friends. And mm-hmm. I just read a study the other day that uh, – in this situation, and it was thousands of people, they discovered that the, that everybody has like four or five lifelong friends, and mm-hmm. almost none of them came from a job. They were from I other one, things. One from every job I've had. And Glenn, you know I've had yeah. a lot of jobs. Um, <laughs> we all have. You know? yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've, I've kept one lifelong friend from all the jobs I've had. And I have a lot of people I know. I have a really cool pocketbook yeah. of acquaintances. But mm-hmm. they're not my everyday go-to. Actually, do you all my agree with that study, Nikki? Do you agree with that? I I do in a way of yeah, like how many lifelong friends we have. I'm I'm blessed that I've had like three good friends that I've worked with. Four, I would say that I've worked with um in my jobs, and we stayed friends through through the years. But it is hard because you go there every day. Your your life is invested with them. You spend sometimes more time you spend with your spouse with them, and then yeah, when that either you get laid off or you know something happens, you feel this like loss of like where are these people? Like they were supposed to be my friends. They were supposed to be here, and now they're not. You know whether for mm-hmm. they just drop off because they have things to do or they just don't want to dissociate themselves for whatever reason or just for whatever. Um, and it is hard. And I think it is, it's trying to find that purpose again, whether it's a hobby, whether it's another job, maybe it's a part-time job. That's just fun. Like, you know, bartending or something that's just going to, you know, bring in some money. So he may feel like he's hmm. you're earning some keep, but also become a TikToker. Fun. Yeah. Come to <laughs> build some sauce. That's it. Fluff off I'm and build sure he's going to line up for that. <laughs> but it, it, it is actually, I mean, and there's, well, I see from my couch. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I know. I went through it when my one job, I was there for 11 years is that these people I knew inside and out. I mean, I hired them. I knew them and, you know, I see friends with some, but the people I thought were close, like 
disappear within weeks. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, you know, mm-hmm. like you knew, you know, we were besties, but now yeah. it is, it's not, it's not real for that. It's real during a time, but not yeah. after. It's, it sounds so bad. I'm like convenience friends, like they're yeah. workmates, but they also be friends because they're forced yeah. to hang out with them to some degree. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're paid they're to be friends. friends. It's like yeah. Stockholm after a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how and I think if that doesn't on. work, then tell him to fluff <laughs> off. Fluff off. <laughs> No. That's our new bumper sticker, fluff off. Yeah, fluff off. <laughs> I know, I'm already designing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she she wants her husband to get some friends. Cat mm-hmm. is the next one, and she wants to get rid of a friend. How I'm do you break it. up? <laughs> how do you break up with a friend who has a massive boundary issues? Oh, and we all mm-hmm. have had those. Mm-hmm. Even just trying to make plans with them is exhausting, and I find myself dreading every one-on-one interaction. Group hangouts are fine, but I'd really rather not spend time alone with this person. Like ever again. We're supposed to go hang out Wednesday evening, and I already know I'm not going to show up, and I know I need to tell her this. I'm trying to figure out how I'd like to be to break up with her, and this is just a friend, and coming up with nothing that doesn't sound mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, she, Her one suggestion was, she th- said, we're at different places in our lives. Well, I don't think that one works. Mm-hmm. For not for, um, You're not divorcing them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she says, I'm in my early 40s, she's in her late 20s, and I just don't have the mental space for her high-maintenance drama. Oh, we've all had this person in our don't life, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be ageist. Don't be ageist, Kat. Not every person in their 20s has high-maintenance drama. I don't have time for Joy I and t- Nikki's <laughs> young drama, either. <laughs> well, Kat, I mean, Summer's husband is looking for a friend. I feel like yeah. that's the go-to. Um, we can line them up. <laughs> he can deal with the twenty-something drama and be like totally grateful that he has just yeah. <laughs> he might appreciate you more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this look is at so us hard. solving the world's problems. No. I mean, all auditors. I mean, we have this all solved. Either you're gonna build some stalls, find some friends. Like we got this. Everybody's gonna come together. We're gonna fix yeah. this shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's oh, that's the hardest, especially with females, because females are very different than males. Where males, you oh. know, don't for me, it feels like if you don't call, they're like, whatever, dude's busy. Where if we internalize it, and I think it's it, but it's okay to set that boundary and it's okay to say no. Like, right now, I'm busy, I have things to do. I, you know, I appreciate you as a friend, but right now, I just don't have the time to hang out and spend as much time with you. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. And I don't even think you have to say you're sorry, just this is your life, you know, this is not hers. And, and if it's going to hurt her feelings, it may, you're not going to have, like, you can't prevent hurting her feelings. So it's better to just rip the bandaid off and say, yeah, I just really can't do it this week. I really don't have, you know, time for friends, you know, so many friends in my life. And if you see her group hangout, she talks to you great. If not, you just yeah. got to let her go. That's a more humane thing. She's thinking you're still her, her friend and her, you know, you're going to be close but when you're not really invested in it. That's more harm than good. I completely agree with that, Nikki. Although I will say I disagree that it's difficult as females, but maybe I'm just a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're Bye. the one that lady was talking yeah. about. You're the just not mayor. <laughs> I have one as well. Um, yes, I know. You're her. She literally tells all of her pasture mates to fluff off daily. Um, but I, I do agree. It, 
I see this as two approaches. You can be super direct, which mm-hmm. however comfortable you are with being that for me, I, I don't care about if you think I'm a bitch at the end of the day, that's your issue. That's mm-hmm. your problem. I can't control how you're going to feel. Now, will I say fluff off? No, probably not. We'll see how it escalates via text, but probably not. But I would probably start with just going on the lines of the soft ghost method, if you will, being a millennial yeah. that I am, where it's just keep canceling. Don't make mm-hmm. the plans. If she sends mm-hmm. you an invite, you say no, or you say you're busy or whatever. That's why she hasn't want. answered any of my texts in the last two weeks. Yeah. You're soft ghosting me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's just if the moment you feel guilty that you have to make a plan, that is actually very detrimental and more bitchy yeah. to do to that mm-hmm. person if you're not trying to. So be the bigger bitch. Say no. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's more insincere when you're going to these parties and spending yeah. time with her and when you really don't want to be there than it is to just say no. Can't do it. Nope. Sorry. And then eventually she's going to give up. Eventually she's going to yeah. be like, okay. Well, well, truthfully, if she says high maintenance, as you say, she is, she's an energy vampire, a leech, mm, whatever true. you want to call her. Yeah, she's going to find vampire. another person to parasite mm-hmm. on. Don't worry about it. She'll replace you in a week. Don't think you're special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many t-shirts we could get out of tonight. <laughs> well, I, think I like, don't think you're off. special. I like that one. We could sell yeah. that one. <laughs> Energy vampires are real, th- real people, and they—they're real they, people. They're By the way, Kat, God, I'm I thinking that special. we should put this show out <laughs> on a regular feed. I think we could get—we could get more downloads with this show than horses in the morning. <laughs> I really want a chestnut mare sticker now. It says fluff off. I've had a chestnut mare too, so I totally understand. If that happens, Glenn, I get a part of the royalties if you do that. Yes. Oh Just yeah, this is clear. all on you. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the bit shirts; those are all yours. Yeah. We'll give you a hundred percent. <laughs> oh my god um, Alyssa sent this one in this is the last one we're having so much fun I didn't want to take a hundred of them but we're having so much fun here uh, Alyssa says how to pull your horse from training when she needs it because you're low on cash oh this is a sad one to end with yeah. I'm hoping to convert to once a week lesson format but she would be making an exception for me since all other horses are half full training or how to ask for your inheritance early so it's not a problem <laughs> <laughs> you how know to get a sugar can daddy I, can I answer this one <laughs> mm-hmm. yes I think you'd be honest uh, you know mm-hmm. we and nobody wants to be honest about being broke um, but when you are honest about being broke, it's amazing what happens. If if this trainer likes you and wants to work with you, then they'll make an exception, right? Um, and you have to do what's good for you. You can't keep burning cash when you're not putting gas in the car or food on the table. So, you know, it all comes down to what's good for you and your family. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's also, if you have a family, it's also what's good for the family. You can't keep doing something because you're worried about your trainer. Um but I would also be honest. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but th- that would be my approach to it. No, I agree. Be honest. And you know what? You mm-hmm. never know. It, and it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to be for with a trainer and say, hey, right now, circum- circumstances. Actually, you can use inflation yeah. right now, right, Nikki? You yeah. can right. say, because, you know. There's there's well, yeah, a lot I mean, of people in your shoes, promise. Yeah. A lot of people. And, you know, the same with, like, in my business, some people may say, I can't afford coming each week, but I'll work with you. And a lot of times people will work with you and say, okay. 
you know, we'll do once a week or we'll do, you know, a couple times a month, like, you know, and if they can't, then they can't. But like most people will try to work with you. They really like you and really will try to help you and support you. Uh, just mm-hmm. being transparent, you know, and if you're the person, you know, because the people, you know, you're not using her. She knows that she just knows that like things and we're all, all of us across the nation and you know, this, you know, with inflations are struggling. Joy, you're good so. with that. Well, at this point in the recording, the my internet went down, which stopped the StreamYard session, and we were done. But we were mostly done anyway. That was the last question that we were going to take. If we missed any of your questions, I apologize for that. There were just so many, we couldn't get to them all. We'll try and do WTF once a month like we're supposed to. Thank you to Joy, and thank you to Nikki for joining me tonight. Uh, they were both terrific, and we look forward to the next one. Remember that uh, we can't be held liable for anything we say on this particular show. We are here for entertainment only. Use your own discretion about what you do about your, your issues that you presented to us tonight.